You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. A Good Conscious is the title of this devotion. You know, that is the great gift that we receive through the blood and the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ, whereby we therefore are able to draw near to God. You see, the blood of bulls and goats was never able to strip out of the conscience of man, the consciousness of sin. There was always this sense of falling short of the glory of God because of the nature of sin in the flesh. The blood of bulls and goats did not have the power. While it foreshadowed what the blood of Jesus would do, it was not able to give it. So men were constantly conscious that they were sinners and therefore kept bringing the sacrifices. But that bringing of the sacrifices did not please God. Why? Because it was a continual reminder that men were still sinners. You'll find these things in the book of Hebrews. But Jesus, by the one sacrifice of himself, which he offered through his blood, cleanses the heart from consciousness of sin so that now we may worship in spirit and truth, now that we may truly serve the Father with a clear conscience. His one sacrifice of himself forever completely cleanses and perfects us whom he has made holy before God and set apart unto the Lord. Now our hearts are continuously cleansed by his blood so that our conscience can perceive, recognize, and acknowledge God without any blemish, without any spot or wrinkle. And so this is what I want to talk to you about a little bit here. You see, there was a great man of God who had his headquarters in Bristol here in Britain. I lived nearby Bristol in a city called Bath for two years. And, and he had his base there. His name is George Mueller. He, he had a house for orphans, for children who had no parents, uh, you know, especially during the Second World War, so many people lost their lives. And, uh, and so a lot of children didn't have any parents while George Mueller and his wife took care of them. And the one scripture that was George Mueller's great triumphant scripture was that he served the Lord with a clear conscience, which you read here in Acts chapter 23, verse 1. Then Paul, looking earnestly at the council, said, Men and brethren, I have lived in all good conscience before God until this day. You see, that is one of the great ways in which we are given to serve the living God. Many times we serve Him with this or we serve Him with that. And while these things are all valuable, what God longs for the most to receive from you and me is a clear conscience. He does not want us to continually come to Him with a guilty conscience. He wants us to come to Him and say, Our Father, our Father, 
Hallowed be thy name. Hallowed be thy name. My Father, my Father, your presence is glorified in my heart. I live in communion with you, in unbroken fellowship with you because of the blood. I perceive, recognize, and acknowledge you with me and in me. Oh, my Father, my Father, how great thou art, and sinks my soul, my Savior God to thee. And in chapter 24, verse 16, David, uh, Paul says, This being so, I myself always strive to have a conscience without offense towards God and man. It was one of the great focuses of his daily living for the Apostle Paul. It was his pursuit. Striving means you pursue it. His pursuit to keep his conscience clean before both God and man. And I believe that this is what God would have you focus on in these days. And not just in a small way, but like the Apostle Paul here in 2 Timothy, he says, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 3. This is his last letter. This is when he's in a dark dungeon in Rome, knowing that he's about to be taken outside during the days of Nero, Nero, Emperor Nero, and be beheaded. And he knows his time has come. And he writes his dear friend Timothy, who's like a son to him in the Lord. And he says here in chapter 1, verse 3, I thank God, whom I serve with a pure conscience, as my forefathers did, as without ceasing I remember you in my prayers night and day. Oh, Timothy, when I think about you, I know no charge, I know no condemnation. I know no accusation. I know that love of the Father for you, Timothy. All I could do when I'm praying for you is to know God's grace is abounding towards you because the same love with which He loves you, I feel coming from my heart. Paul said in Philippians chapter 1 to the Philippian church, he says, the love I feel for you comes straight from the heart of Jesus. Or the New King James would say, I love you with the affections of Jesus. It's just the same thing. You see, a clear conscience causes you to be able to perceive and recognize what God is thinking, wanting, what He is saying and doing. And this is what the blood of Jesus makes possible. And it is so important, not just for our relationship with God and others, but for ourselves. God doesn't want you to keep living in a way where you're always upset with yourself. We always have something that you're harping about in prayer that you're so discontent about with yourself and that you keep on complaining about yourself to your loving Heavenly Father who is for you and not against you, who loves you. And there is absolutely nothing in between you and Him that can separate you from Him because the blood of Jesus and His life-giving Spirit has brought you into perfect righteousness with Him, not the righteousness of your own, but the righteousness Jesus enjoys, the oneness Jesus enjoys, the perfection of fellowship Jesus enjoys is what He gives into you and me. And Paul here says in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, oh, I love this verse. It's so helped me in many years to grow spiritually. He says, for I know of nothing against myself. Wow. For I know of nothing against myself. 
would the blood of Jesus work such a work of grace in you? You see, that blood never loses its power. It is eternally powerful. It is eternally spiritually alive and active. The Holy Spirit is at work in you right now while you're listening, cleansing your heart from consciousness of sins so that you may serve the living God and worship Him in spirit and truth without any sense of guilt or condemnation. Oh, my dear friends, God would have you in such a place of grace where you know nothing against yourself. Your righteousness does not increase by guilt or condemnation. Your humility does not grow by, gray, by uh, condemnation and guilt. No, friends, it's not your grace. It's not your humility. It's not your righteousness. It is the righteousness of God in Christ. It is the humility of our Savior. It is His nature and character being formed in you consistently and constantly by the coming of His Holy Spirit, forming His nature and character in you that you can be in such a place you know nothing against yourself. Somebody may ask you then, does that mean you are made perfect? In Christ, I am perfect. In the flesh, no. But I do not live after the nature of my flesh, Romans 8. I live after the nature of Christ in me. And yes, I have a lot to grow, Philippians chapter 3. And I'm not yet made perfect. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind, I press on to lay a hold of that for which Christ took a hold of me. I keep my eyes on Him. Oh, friends, I know that naturally that's all hard to understand. Pastor, how can I live that I know nothing against myself and yet still have so much to grow? The simplest example is a baby. <laughs> Take that baby. Look at that baby. Look at the eyelashes and the fingernails and the beautiful eyes shining with life and the beautiful rosy skin and the furry hair. Look at that beautiful child. Can you, can, you, can you see any imperfection? Isn't that just absolutely perfect? Does that mean the child is not going to grow and mature? Of course. Of course. But folks, I believe that will be true for all of eternity to eternity. That God's glory and His love are absolutely unlimited. It says in Ephesians 3, verse 18, it says that you may know the love of Christ, which is without knowledge. In other words, you'll never be able to reach the end of it. It is so eternally, inexhaustibly glorious and great. You'll never see the end of it. So are we going to keep growing for all of eternity? Absolutely. But God would have you such a place where you know nothing against yourself. He says, for I know of nothing against myself, yet I am not justified by this, but he who judges me is the Lord. God knows my heart. God knows my heart. He is the one who judges me. Look what it says. I've got just a few more scriptures for you. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 18. <laughs> Hebrews 13, verse 18. Pray for us, for we are confident that we have a good conscience in all things, desiring to live honorably before God. 
honorably. You know, I come to you at this moment and I honestly have total peace towards myself and others. I, I know of nothing against any man or against myself. That is Christ upholding me with his own righteousness. That is him protecting me with that shield of his own righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit, which is his kingdom, it says in Romans 13. But you know, dear friends, I need prayer all the time. I need prayer. I need to pray, but I need to be prayed for because I long to see that perfect conscience that his blood and spirit provides to keep growing in me, to keep being perfected in me. And for me, by that, by that grace of a perfect conscience before God, to be able to live honorably before him and, and mankind, to behave myself in such a way that gives praise to him. And this, we need, we need one another's support in this way of thinking. We need one another's encouragement in this way, which is quite a big subject, but it is so important that we strengthen one another in the faith. So let me close with you from 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18 and 19. This I charge, I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage a good warfare, having faith and a good conscience, which some have rejected concerning the faith, having suffered shipwreck. Paul is encouraging Timothy, Timothy, and I started this devotion with this, like Paul says there in Acts 24:16 that he strives to live with a good conscience before both God and man. And here Timothy is being encouraged by the Apostle Paul, Timothy, do not neglect living by faith with a good conscience before both God and man, because there are others who have neglected this and suffered shipwreck. You cannot Go a day and neglect it. You need to daily be renewed to the inward man, as Paul says in 2 Corinthians 4, 16. You need to constantly have that blood cleansing you. I cannot. Come on, any doctor will tell me that. I cannot go one day without my kidneys cleansing my blood. If my kidneys are not daily cleansing my blood, I will immediately begin to feel it and illness will come and quickly my life will dissipate and disappear because it could not remain. And even as the kidneys need to do their work and the, 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 the poisons are eliminated from the body through the liquid, so we need to have the Holy Spirit constantly keeping our faith strong through the Word and Spirit and our Savior who is the author of that faith and His holy blood keep cleansing our heart from consciousness of sin. Come on now, listen. When I was a little boy, I was, what, maybe four years old or so, my mother would put me in a tub in the kitchen 
because that's the only way to get warm water. And she had a little thingy there out of which came a little bit of warm water and she would pour it over me and scrub me with soap and pour hot water and scrub me with soap and pour hot water until I was clean. And I would be crying and crying and saying, I don't need to be washed, I'm not dirty. But folks, my mother doesn't have to call me and say, hey son, have you taken a bath today? Have you taken a shower? No folks, I take a bath every day. Why, are you so dirty, Pastor? You gotta take a bath every day? No, I take a bath every day because I like being clean. And I'm not boasting myself, I'm using this as an example. I like being clean. I don't bathe because I'm necessarily dirty, I bathe because I like to stay clean. There was a day when the only time I would bow my heart before God when my conscience was so marred by the defiling, corrupting things of this world that I couldn't bear the dirt. And I'd cry, God of mercy, forgive me, Lord, forgive me, Lord. And he would wash me. And that was the only time I would come to be washed because I was dirty. I felt like a sinner. But now that I have come to know Christ in me, the joy and hope of my salvation, I am washed continuously because I love to live clean. Now, come on. This is what the Lord says, don't neglect it. Amen. Have a good day.